the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network presents. Take a seat and buckle up, folks, because Chad Allen, Shelly Allen, Zach Romero, and Luna Lynn are here to violate your ear holes with more indie wrestling, pop culture, and pee-pee humor than you could possibly mentally or emotionally prepare for. You're here for reviews, interviews, nonsense, and more nonsense. It's the IndieCast! Greetings, everybody. Welcome once again to the IndieCast. Chad Allen doing a Barbara Walters special here this week. It is just me. Uh, I am not alone, though. I have a return guest to the IndieCast, which are always some of my favorites. Uh, we have returning with us, uh, C. Nick is with us, who is uh, definitely starting to... He was already making a name the last time you were on here, Nick, but now you're you're starting to really get interesting here because you're starting to uh, manage now. So uh, we're going to be very excited oh, yeah. to talk about that. So, Nick, welcome to the IndieCast. Welcome back to the IndieCast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I think so, what was it was it's been nearly two years. Pretty close. So yeah, you were oh, yeah. you were one of the guests that came on when we uh, when we took it over as our own show and uh, separated from the groups that we were part of. And uh, yeah, so welcome back. There's a lot going on here. So um, I'm gonna normally we start with like a lightning round. Uh, obviously, you've been on the show before, so we kind of did the lightning round with you there. But I do have a few lightning round questions because obviously we just had a pretty big weekend of WrestleMania weekend go by, oh, uh, and I want to get your I want to get your quick thoughts on a, a couple things that are going on. Some out of WrestleMania, some that are just kind of recent news. Get your opinions on them, and then we'll get into uh, other stuff from there. Uh, question one, which was a more important victory coming off of this weekend, Kofi Kingston or Becky Lynch and why? Ooh. Mm. That's a tough one. I'm going to have to say Kofi Kingston um, because truly he is the first African-American WWE champion. There's some people that argue Todd lineage and want to highlight Booker T or something, but Booker T was never WWE champion. Um, Kofi Kingston truly is the first, and even some people even cite The Rock, but Kofi's the first fully African-American champion, and that's significant, that matters, that inspires, and I think that one is, like, the biggest one. No disrespect to Becky Lynch. Now, kind of going off Becky Lynch and the, and the, the women's um, situation here, uh, what are your current thoughts on Sasha Banks and the rumors that are going on about her? And I, I will stress rumors because we haven't had actually heard anything specific at this moment. Well, I mean, sometimes you're a competitor like that. You get, and it happens to the best of us, you get in your feelings, so to speak. Um you want to get recognized for all the work you put in. And granted, when they did the Re Women's Revolution, and again, it's not about who really started, but when it comes to WWE's perspective, she was right there in the forefront of it. So I guess to her, she might feel disrespected. She might feel, she might even feel that the Iconics represent the Divas era. I don't know. Although they can't go, they can wrestle. But, um, I don't know. Is this probably like going on? Maybe the travels gone to her. Who knows? So, um, from the WrestleMania weekend, uh, what was the best match? What was the best match from WrestleMania? And what was the best match you saw that weekend? So you can include any independent shows, NXT, things like that. Oh boy. Um, I can't think of, I can't think of his name to save my life. It was at the, um, WWN show um, evolved. It was James Drake 
defended the WWE title. Oh, I forgot his name. But they had this huge chop fest. And it was just amazing. It brought the crowd to their feet. Um, and use I'm kind of against chops as a you know for wrestlers because when someone chops you, what's the, who's the first person you think of? Flair. Right, and that's like it takes away from their identity, everything. Especially if they are dumb enough to start strutting afterward. I'm like, don't do that. <laughs> um, sorry for the tangent, but that match this was that was incredible. I'm so immensely proud, happy of James Drake. He will get signed very soon this year. If not, there is no justice in this industry. Um, other than that. I think I liked I liked the Kofi Kingston Daniel Bryan match and Miz Shane McMahon. I loved those two matches. Um, from the storytelling and kind of continuation when it comes to the Shane Miz, because it was done creatively. The whole the way the Shane got the pin that has been done in years, where the guys you know lands on top and you know that counts as the pin. Perfect heel move leads to more story. It's just, I love that. That's old school done with a modern twist. Um, Kofi, there's some that thought that he missed when he did his little up jump during the match, but Daniel Bryan had him scouted. He didn't miss, he had him scouted. Um, and just, it was back and forth, back and forth, and you really got on the edge of your seat. You're rooting for Kofi to take it to win. And it gets stopped just when you think he's going to get it. I love stuff like that. So those two matches um, at WrestleMania, plus the um, James Drake one at the uh, Evolve show was, were amazing. Right. Now, was that, um, as a fan or a worker either, was that, was that your first WrestleMania weekend? Um, as a worker, that was my first one. Okay. Uh, but about as, as a, a fan, it would be second, I guess you can call it. Okay. So, what are, what are your overall thoughts of WrestleMania, WrestleMania weekend? What you know, just kind of as a, a blanket, what do you what do you think of the overall uh, time uh, that that you have during WrestleMania? Man, it's kind of it's kind of difficult. You really had to do your best planning ahead when it comes to shows because you'll want to go to a few, and then um, you won't be able to make it all happening at the same time or just kind of difficult and there's so much so much talent so many good ones out there it's like ooh, you got to be careful which ones you pick are you going to end up missing this opportunity to work for this person it's just it's a lot of thought that goes into it and um honestly for me i didn't i had no plans of you know being a part of mania weekend um i didn't think it would happen for me because i'm still kind of new Hey, miracles happen, and I end up being there and um, booked the two shows. It just had a blast. Um, I re- the only regrets I have, I didn't make it to like a few others. But hey, it's always next year in Tampa. I've never been to Florida. Why not? <laughs> come on, come on down. We'll find a place for you. Don't worry about that because that's obviously awesome. it's right right in my backyard. So we'll be we'll be glad to host you down here. Um, tell us a little, tell us a little bit about the, uh, so in the past couple of years, when, when we interviewed you last, 
I would say you were very much an advocate, I, I think would be the best term I could use, not to steal Paul Heyman's word, but it works kind of best in this instance, that you were an advocate for um, certain independent talent. You weren't necessarily a manager or anything like that, but you had um, people that you had recognized as being excellent talent and would try to do what you could to to help get them noticed, get interest, um, you know, by you know, sharing and, and, you know, making sure that their name got out there and things like that. Uh, and now two years later, you, you've become a manager. You've become an actual manager. So tell me a little bit about the trade from going from kind of outside of the, the business as an advocate to being in the business as a manager and, and you know, the, the path that kind of got you to this point so far since we've talked to you last. Oh, wow. It's been... It's had its ups and downs and rewarding. Um, initially, I started um, just simply sharing posters because I used to see, like my big argument I always have on Facebook, I don't see guys promoting shows. So it started way back actually in 2015 or 2014, I started sharing flyers. Um, eventually, promoter Charles, who passed away last year, um, he got me at Southern Fry 2017. And it kind of just kept going from there. But I always believed in promoting people I saw working hard that were multi-talented, just, you know, were go-getters. And I just kept that spirit going, just, you know, pushed and promote them. Used to, you know, try to get certain talent booked. Then had a disappointment to find out, oh, they're already booked. <laughs> and, um... Just kind of um, make, when I made that transition from doing a promoting booking thing in wrestling and to being like an actual performer. Initially, it was tough. I went to one fall for um, for training, but a lot of people still didn't want to give me a chance because they still viewed me as you know a fan that probably got lucky. And the fighting fighting off that stigma was kind of difficult. Um, it just took a lot of buckling down, hard work, silencing all the critics and the noise um, by really not setting out to prove anyone wrong, but to prove it to myself. And if by some chance that through that work that, you know, people see, then that's just the icing on the cake. So, so let me ask you, I'm interested in- because you were, and like you said, you were kind of, uh, you know, and I don't think there's anything bad about necessarily being, to get your foot in the door to being a fan that got lucky. I don't think that, that you know, that said is such a bad thing, but I, I don't think that is a bad thing. Because you've already shown you have a love for the game, you know, a love for what's going on, and, you know, wanting to do more and, and be more into it is, it, it doesn't seem like that should be a bad thing to me. Uh, and, and I've noticed this uh, recently, um, about a year or so ago, uh, actually here in Florida, when Punk Pro had uh, Effie versus Izzy and ultimately ended up becoming Leva Bates because people flipped out about it just being Izzy by herself and then flipped out at Izzy being in the match at all. Um, uh-huh. What What is it with the wrestling industry where if you become a little bit more known for being a fan like you did or like Izzy did, that when you try to actually cross over into the wrestling business, that it becomes such a stigma. Why do you, can you kind of, do you have any insight on why you think that is? 
it's honestly it's sheer ignorance because <laughs> if you listen to any guy in a locker room or listen to anyone, everyone's a fan. We've all been fans. We're still fans. Or we wouldn't do this. Which is also why I hate the term Mark because well, we're all Marks. Um, it's just sheer ignorance. It's um, jealousy. It's a lot of things because you know everyone's not going to come into business the same way. Everyone has a different story. It's kind of I look at it similar to how a little similar to how people a lot of musicians hated people who came from American Idol. Um, they didn't accept them. They didn't embrace them. Thought they didn't have the talent because they didn't have to do all this these things that they did. And I just think that's unfair and it's not. It's not right. It's um, what people don't see is that it still takes a lot of hard work, and even even harder work actually to go get past that stigma and to um, and have a solid career. So yeah, my one word for it is just sheer ignorance, uh, jealousy. Okay. And now, do you think for what for what you were doing, where you were sharing posters and starting to try to get people booked and and things like that. Do do you feel at any point that because of what you were doing that some people took advantage of, you know, your generosity for what you were doing, or or do you feel like everybody oh, that you you worked with appreciated it? Oh, absolutely. Um, especially when I started a whole sponsorship deal, I would have I would have guys message me about um, more than just their t-shirt and eating and all that stuff. It'd be helping with their child support. I'm like, I'm not doing that. And that's why eventually this got to the point where, you know, I just said, you know, enough is enough. I'm not going to do this anymore. I shut it down uh, earlier this year because unfortunately you try to do something nice for, you know, people that are good, or at least you think are good. You just get so many snakes and, you know, I just couldn't do it anymore. And some people actually praised me for ending it. They said they need to just, you know, pay their way and do like everyone else. My goal with that was to try to make it not so hard for others, you know, kind of be a helping hand. But sometimes you just can't do certain things for people. So, well, let, let's go back to kind of taking care of yourself in this instance. So now obviously you, you've, you know, you've done the schooling, you've done the time, you, you're starting to get, uh, interest in the man, you know, interest to be being put on shows as a manager. Tell us about that, that first show you were on, you know, kind of the, the jitters, the feelings, the people you were working with, just kind of give us a, a rundown of just before you step out of the curtain for the first time. Oh, wow. I, you know, I purposely did this to myself cause I, um, I grew up with, um, stuttering every now and then I'll still flub a word or I might, you know, but I still, I just go out there. I can do it. Growing up, it was so bad. I could even get a sentence. I couldn't get a word out hardly. Sentences were almost impossible. Um, so sometimes, you know, certain things I challenge myself to make sure I can do things in front of people. So initially my first thing I did was ring announce. Um, I believe it was June last year. I did it at all places, the world famous landmark arena, the house that AJ Styles built and, um, the original house AJ Styles built. And I did the ring announcing there. I was really nervous. I 
I kept thinking to myself, oh, you're going you're gonna to blow this, you're going to bomb. And, you know, I had one of the people there, um, Pete Zimmerman, tell me, he just looked at me and said, look, you're going to do fine. If you mess up something, no one's going to die. <laughs> so, you know, it's as simple and plain as that was, it kind of helped. And they played Welcome to the Juggle to get me out there, and I just played up to the crowd. And I just had fun with it. And um, I survived. I was exhausted afterward because another thing people don't realize, I'm an introvert. And research shows you're an introvert. You kind of pour out that energy that usually an extrovert does. It exhausts you. So whenever I do a wrestling show, I'm exhausted. But going out doing that... Um, and getting crazy when I got to the back and people being blown away and saying, oh, you're such a quiet guy and you were able to do that? That that told me that I nailed it when they mentioned that. That wasn't, you know, my, what they perceived me as, this nice, this quiet guy I was able to get out there and show a different side and and do the job. And I took that contest in a ring announcing and did that with the promos for managing. And, you know, it's been great ever since. Still get those nerves, though, but this is part of the territory. So very interesting. So for for ring announcing, uh, did did you do you card or do you not card? Uh, you know it's weird. I'll card, but sometimes I'll look out and I'm memorizing. I don't even have to look down at it. It's almost like it's just in my hand for nothing. But <laughs> in fact, I'm trying to figure out when I do ring announce. Like, why am I still doing that? But uh, <laughs> this is one of those things I, um, I end up having to memorize right and realizing it. And I'm like, oh, I did get all that right. I guess this is more of a just in case because yeah. I'm still in the back of my head thinking, okay, uh, well, if I screw this up, let me get this right. So well, some promotions have the ear thing you wear. I hate those, but <laughs> they, um, I just don't want anyone to yell at me in it. So <laughs> I bring the cards up. So let's talk a little bit about, um, tell us about some of your clients. Tell a few people about your, uh, your current, I know you have a, you definitely have a stable, uh, going at the moment. And then we will, uh, we'll talk about your big feud you had recently, but I want to give you a chance to put over some of your clients and, uh, and who you're working with right now. I'm currently the manager of a group I put together. It's been in the works for over a year called the prestige. That group includes the Movement, Chip Hazard and Talon Williams, great tag team out of Tennessee. Um, phenomenal, gives you that vibe of of um, the revival. It's, you know, old school, just straight up, you know, getting that fight, gritty, dirty. Great tag team. I have Hashtag Perfection, Andrew Thomas. He can wrestle, he can fly. He truly is perfection. Um, also out of Tennessee and has multiple shows across the country. Great creative mind too. Then the icing on the cake. Nick Tramer. A guy who I dub, I nicknamed the Prodigy. Phenomenal, phenomenal performer. Um, one of those guys that initially was always worked babyface and really went. Got in the work heel with me, and he's just taking that ball and ran with it. 
awesome human being, great in ring, the sky's the limit for him. He's another person that I feel that's going to get signed um, in the next year, two years. Um, just a straight thoroughbred, has traps for days. Um, you know, great guy. And we're just looking to get we'll go wherever we can. You know, where does Nick Tramer and I? Cause he was my first client. Or um, you know, all, you know, all of us together, all five of us, just so, take over every town. So now, um, I did find it very interesting that one of the big feuds you did have recently was with. Uh, former WWF talent, I do want to stress, the because I believe it was before they got the F out, uh, one Duke, <laughs> Duke the Dumpster Drosy. Uh, tell, yes. tell us a little bit about, first off, who knew Duke Drosy was still wrestling? Uh, I, good for him, but I didn't know that was still a thing, but, you know, cool. So tell us a little bit about uh, what what got you involved with, with fighting Duke the Dumpster Drosy and who found him to bring him back out of uh, wherever he was, apparently. <laughs> He was in some hole. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> was he like Wreck-It Ralph? Is he like Wreck-It? Is he like Wreck-It Ralph? Does he actually like like live in the in the dump? Maybe that's. I guess that's a possibility. So, <laughs> oh, that'd be legendary. <laughs> but he, um, I met him at uh, it was Revive Pro Wrestling in McMinnville, uh, um, Tennessee. It was at November show. It's the show where I first um, managed Nick. Against Hurricane Shane Helms. Um, during the main event of the show, after our match, um, James Storm, um, Drew Game, and we were supposed to, we were going out there to interfere. I ran, I ran, I ran and hid, and Duke the Dumpster comes up behind Nick and hits him with a trash can. I didn't like this. It's one of those situations where it's going to be kind of one and done, and that's it. But I'm like, no, we got to do something here. This man just hit a fresh new talent with a trash can. We're not having that. We're not going out like that. So I was kind of slowly but surely started making comments about him on Facebook, building this feud up. In January hits, we got a full house style posters. I'm like, and I started going off. I'm like, who the hell wants to see a, go to do the dumpster seminar? And all these different things. I made fun of the picture he used and stuff. I'm like, you haven't looked like that since 1995, and that's like 200 pounds ago. Yeah. I just keep going on and on. And eventually, you know, we had this little confrontation there, um, which ends up leading to February, uh, to a no-DQ match. Duke the Dumpster Drosy versus yours truly, the only part of sponsor man in professional wrestling, seen it. Well now let's and, um, <laughs> and yeah now let's talk about that let's talk about that match you're going to segue me beautifully on that one so because that, that's your first match ever right right so yeah let's let's talk about that too continue continue on let's talk a little bit about how you know getting involved in that match and and what happened and how you felt being actually on the inside of the ring there for for an actual match well before because I I have health issues so I'm sitting there I'm praying this. Stuff. I'm like, okay, let my body hold up together. <laughs> he, um, but I have that match with do no DQ. Um, he's talking all this junk, kind of, you know, ignore me, you like I'm not, you know, anyone to fear. Um, I'm just coming up promos, being confident, you know, bad 
that guy heals always because, you know, I always have a plan. Um, I get in there with him initially and get in there, I slap him in the face. Crowds, crowds insulted, pissed off. Cosmo insulted all the fans. Um, he starts beating me, punching me, all these things. Um, you know, when he starts to, you know, want to get me up for when it's finished, but it's moved the trash compactor. That's when my group debuts and beats him up to prestige. Because I said I was going to send Nick Tramer to the back, and this is going to be him and I. I didn't say anything about anyone else. So that's when the movement came in and Andrew Thomas. And then from the pictures I saw, you... you and I pinned him. Yeah, but see, you bloodied him up good there, so... We got color. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that is that the... Because you said that was February. Is that kind of the end of it with Rosier? Are you done with him now? Or do you expect that there might still be... This might still be not finished yet? You never know in wrestling. Um, well, that's true. Oh, in fact, that February show, that was his first match in years. And, you know, I, up, I, I beat him in his first match back. And <laughs> I can always brag and say that. That's right. I pinned former WWE superstar, new generation superstar, due to Dom Chedrosi. Um It led to us having this big uh, match in March, March 3rd. Um, you know, his team, uh, four-man team of himself and three members of the Lynch mob, um, Matt, Joey, and Bane Lynch versus uh, the Prestige. And if Duke's team won, he got five minutes in the ring with me. Kind of, you know, the old school Jim Cornette. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm saying all this stuff, but I'm, I'm even making fun of Joey Lynch and stuff. Saying stuff like, you know, you were great back in 2017, but it's 2019 now. Everyone's moved mm. on. There's all these things. And even calling Lesh Mob Joey and them. Uh, so what? Where's Morgan Lynch love, by the way? Oh, nice. <laughs> you always got to love when you get a good reaction out of it. So, um, so from here, uh, looking at, you know, obviously you've got the prestige as your main group right now. Um, if you, if you have your druthers, let's take a look at the, just the independent scene, uh, obviously, because right. we could go AJ Styles and stuff like that all day. Uh, who are some people that you see out there that you would like to work with? Actually here, let me, tra- let me change that question a little bit. What is one major talent on the independent scene you'd like to work with? And who is one person that a lot of people don't know about yet that you would want to work with that, that they should know about? Oh, that's a good one. Um, although, although he is Amber, I would love to work with Anthony Henry. I think we can do some good stuff together. Um, but if I say major, major name, uh, probably. Uh, probably what well, he signed Impact, but if I could, Ethan Page. Okay. Now why? Some fun stuff. Why all ego? He's the man's just incredible. He's awesome on the mic and the ring, everything, total package. Um, and, you know, from meeting him a few times, I have from from 
when I was just a fan in the crowd to even now working, consistent, always nice, never treated me any differently, just, you know, was always respectful. And that's something that's always resonated with me about him. And um, I just love to work around him. Very nice. I can learn a lot from him as well. And how about somebody that that we do, that maybe we don't know, um, you know, that, that a name that hasn't gotten out there yet that that should be that you uh, that you like to work with. This one's getting out there quite a bit, but Zach Cooper, who's um, now a member of the International Superstars, I would love to manage him. Okay, and what and what about Zach Cooper? Do you like just his personality? His he can be vicious in the ring. Um, subtle nuances he does. He even rolls with when people try to tell him that uh, he's a Walter wannabe. All these kind of things. Um, he gets it. Um, and I love to work with him, help him get to you know another level. I think that'd be fun. That'd be awesome. Very nice. And then how about uh, any dream companies? What's one or two companies that are out there right now that you have not had the opportunity to work with uh, that you would like to do so? Ooh, it's funny you mentioned that. There's just one company in Florida, or <laughs> well, two companies in Florida, actually, Punk Pro and Ignite. Good. And what about Punk Pro and Ignite do you like, other than, other than being here in the sunshiny weather? Well, I just love that fun atmosphere. I'm always down for a show that's like this, this serious yet it's fun, and um, the crowd there they're into it, and I just I love it about it. You know, it has that little that touch of greediness to it. That's just, that's what I want. Very nice. Well, well, we may know some people that have are involved with that, so we'll have to make that. We'll have to see if we can make that a thing. Um, awesome. and, uh, and one other company that I definitely want to ask you about, uh, to see kind of what your thoughts are on this one, because they are obviously making a lot of news. What are your thoughts on AEW? Ooh, you know, I think, I think this is good for the business overall. Um, Dave's, although the fans are trying to turn into this Monday night war thing, that's not going to happen again, and it shouldn't happen because we had a casualty in that. My beloved WCW, but, <laughs> you know, it's, it's healthy competition that's going to be on a national scale. And I th- it's so needed. And, I mean, granted, we have impact, we have Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor but we still need more alternatives. For, for women and men to work. Because um, what if, you you know, you're in pack and you just don't like it there, but maybe need another, some you know, something fresh. Go to, here's AEW. Um, you went to WWE, you don't like it there. You know, the green, the grass is always green there. AEW is going to push you. You may reinvigorate your career. All these things, that's the, that's the beauty of having those national promotions like that out there. And I, I can't. I'm excited to see what they do because I loved um, All In. Thought that was a good, fun show. Definitely. Now, uh, Nick, I have two two final questions. They are not the normal two final questions I I, I we usually ask because you've answered those already. Uh, but one of them is kind of involved with a question that we do ask on a regular basis. Uh, tell everybody why you have discovered uh, sheets and why it is better than Wawa, please. Ooh, well. On the way to, um, for many a weekend, a 14-hour long drive, went to Wawa, wasn't impressed. I felt like I was um, 
somewhere in the like early nineties go to sheets and I'm like, okay, this is the future. And everything, the ice cream was better. Just it was amazing. I like right. I can't put them over enough. Just the air is sweeter. The, 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 pe- fresh. the people are nicer. It's just a, such a better setup. Yes. So I'm so glad you have finally joined Team Sheets. That is definitely the way to go. Welcome, welcome to the understanding of, of why Sheets is so much better. Uh, we definitely appreciate that. Last question I'm going to ask on, on this particular episode, and this will have absolutely nothing to do with wrestling, but Game of Thrones on the night we are recording this, legitimately, uh, as soon as we get done, I don't know if you're going to where, like I am, I'm heading to my living room to go watch the first episode of The Return of Game of Thrones. Uh, so uh, who ultimately is going to be the person that sits on the Iron Throne at the end of Game of Thrones if you are a watcher? You know, it's not going to be anyone on the show. You know who it's going to be? Who's it going to be? The only part of Sponsor Man Professional Wrestling. <laughs> there we go. Scenic, you heard it here first, everybody. Scenic sitting on the Iron Throne at the end of uh, at the end of uh, Game of Thrones. So, uh, Nick, the, let me give you an opportunity right now, like we do in every episode. The one Mr. Uh, Brian Cage has given us permission to call this. Get your shit in. Tell everybody where they can uh, get your social media, any merchandise, things like that. The floor is yours. Oh, awesome. I have, you can find me on Facebook, on my podcast, on the same podcast, you can like and follow that page. I have episodes that sometimes are controversial, like my recent one, but um, I have that. I'm on Twitter, um, Get Seen, or um, at Scenic One. Also, Instagram, Seen underscore Nick One. It is a private page. I'll follow you back as long as you're not a Russian bot, you know. You got my love there, and I'll follow you back <laughs> and accept your request. Um, if you want any prestige merch when it comes to hoodies, hats, totes, um, coffee mugs, all those things, um, it's teespring.com forward slash the prestige. Very nice. All one word, the prestige. Um, you can find me. I'll be doing making a few more debuts. I have XMWA coming up soon, where I will match a hungry new talent, and there'll be a, the latest member of the Prestige. You heard it here first, or you'll hear it after. But it's going to be a nice young man by the name of Xander Storm. Very nice. Um, after that, I will be at Bandit Wrestling in Knoxville, Tennessee. And that's going to be an amazing card. I will not be managing, however. I'll be doing backstage interview duties and some colored commentary. Um, that night, you're going to see Air, a triple threat. Aaron Williams um, versus PB Smooth versus the current Bandit Heavyweight Champion, Mr. Grimm. You see um, Caleb Courageous and Chris Richards, the current Innovate slash Bandit Tag Team U.S. Tag Team Champions. Versus the lethal enforcers of James D. Drake and Anthony Henry. You'll see Cash Flow versus Derek Neal on Abandoned Rules, which is no rules, no DQ. Tracer X defending a Futures title in a ladder match against Logan James. Then you'll see Justin Smooth um, from OVW versus Lucky Ali from PWX. Then you have this unique matchup here. Toby Farley versus Mr. 630, Blake Christian, 
who's a former gymnast. And if you thought Ricochet six thirty was awesome, just wait and see his. Very nice. That's uh that's high praise right there comparing it to uh to Ricochet. So well, uh, Nick, once again, thank you for uh, joining us on the IndyCast. Do remember, if you uh, if you ever need some controversy on your show, uh, any of us here at the IndyCast would be more than happy to come over and say hi and say something really That'd stupid. Awesome. Uh, we'd be we'd love to have you on, but we love having you on today, and we love having all of our dozens and dozens, as always, listening to the IndyCast. Uh, until next time, everybody, uh, I am, as always, Chad Allen, and I, uh, I always say, this is... Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 3,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 100 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. Greetings, everybody. Chad Allen here from the IndyCast. Uh, well, I guess, obviously, they're listening to the show. Uh, here to talk to you about Phil Singer Game. Uh, I know you've probably heard us talk about it uh, before if you're a listener of the episode, but if you're not, Phil Singer Game for over 30 years has been the top wrestling card and dice role-playing style game that's on the market right now. An absolute blast to play uh, if you play the Champions of the Galaxy version, where you can pretend to be one of the many stars from the future and battle them out to legends of uh, today from here on Earth with guys like Andre the Giant and the Road Warriors, or to the most recent independent up-and-comers. You can play any single one of them, or you can even play them against each other. It gives you the chance to have those dream matches you never thought you wanted to see until right this moment. And you can find out all about it on philsingergames.com. There are hundreds of wrestlers to choose from. Tell them the IndyCast sent you. Go to philsingergames.com. Just shove it in my face. I'm ready to greet the day, you fucker. Every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision. <laughs> it's that dirty-ass Meryl Street. We are, we're touching wieners. Not touching wieners professionally. What I am is a big, queer, stone-cold Steve Austin. Mom, save vagina.